Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Deshera. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Deshera, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you today? You know, today is a special day. This is a family affair today. Yeah, it's so, about time I've been put on here. <laughs> I should have been the first episode. <laughs> right? So we have uh, our youngest son, Aaron Jacob. Hello. Welcome, son. So we're here to talk about you and your brother and your relationship and the bone marrow transplant and all that good stuff. A little bit of everything. Right? So exactly. Go ahead exactly. and start us, Mom. Okay, I first want to um, start with a little disclaimer <laughs> because I want everybody to realize that um, the little bit of difference between Ryan and Aaron and uh, Ryan was early. I think we talked about that before. And Ryan was like always the life of the party. How many people are coming and let's have a party. And Aaron's a little bit more subdued. Aaron is more his own best friend. Um, I can relate. Yes. Along with, yeah, Steve, um, Steve or Aaron was two days late. So we always say that, you know, Ryan was early for the party and Aaron's late. So <laughs> it is what it is. But, um, but that kind of describes my two boys, um, to a T. So would you agree, Aaron? Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm that person that yes. would, I'm there to show up to the party and I leave when everyone knows I was there. (laughs) Show your face. Bye-bye. Yes. That's Aaron for you. Yeah. Okay. So um, that kind of gives a little bit of a insight of how the both of you were, but um, tell us how it was like, what was it like growing up in the Teixeira household? Tell us about that. Oh, it was a lot of, a lot of going outside, a lot of playing baseball for Ryan, yeah. a lot of him begging me to go outside to play a <laughs> wiffle ball. Yes, and that too. That I did not like as much, just because he was so good at it. Yeah, I always he always gave me four strikes. Oh, four strikes. <laughs> four strikes. But you got him to play football. Yes, that's I right. did. That's right. That's right. Because football was started. your sport. Football was my sport. Baseball was Ryan's sport. He, I played since I was eligible to play. Like eight, I think. Yeah, I would believe I was eight. A and, little. Um, Ryan didn't play till I want to say he was in think, sixth grade. Yeah, I think in junior Jun- high junior he started. High, yeah, yeah but started. you begged him to play. So. No, I called him a chicken until he made. Until yeah, why he, did you do that? Why did why? you want I him wa- to do? Because I knew that he would be a good football player, so I kind of pushed him into it yeah he did he was yeah. very good anything he did with he was pretty good at that well, was so annoying he put his mind to he yeah. was good at anything. yeah he was a natural athlete yeah, yeah for yeah. sure it made me for mad because sure. i'm a natural just, <laughs> i just like to do what i do yeah which is yeah your own best friend yeah. exactly exactly um okay well that's fair that's fair but you guys made up a lot of games though you guys did some grass boarding Tell us what grass I mean, boarding grass is. Grass boarding wasn't really a game, more just an It's act- just fun. Yeah, just a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's a UTV and we just tie a skim board behind it and you drive around. One on would the grass. drive and one yeah. would be on the it's on a, the board. It's a two person thing. And yeah. And then the ski you ski rope behind. It's exactly like um inner tubing, but instead you're on grass and yeah. 
I think try to knock, the driver has to try to knock the grass border off. That's right. And so you had a lot of friends that would want to come over and do this grass specifically boarding. for grass boarding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. They all they all would come to me and say, "That's what I want to." My kid talks about grass boarding. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. They made yeah. it up. So anyway, that was kind of a fun yeah. activity that you guys would do together. And um, but you guys did some paintballing. You guys did a lot of stuff. Yeah, together. we grew up paintballing. Yeah. We grew up. Uh, we got an airsoft paintball. All this. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. You guys you were guys, very active. Yes. Very. Active. Yes, yeah, active. you guys. Well, when do you think the first time you drove your, you know, the four wheeler? Oh my gosh! Not very many people get this opportunity. Yeah, no, I was lucky enough to be able to drive just early on in life. Probably and, when you could touch the, the yeah. Pedals. As soon as I could touch the pedals, I was able to drive it. Yeah. And I mean, I remember one year Ryan got was able to drive, and I was in the back in the bed of the UTV. And he took a turn too sharp, and I tumbled out the back. Oh, great. We didn't know about that, but okay. That's all right. because you guys were going. That's good, yeah. All right, so did you get along with your brother? Did you and your brother get along really well? I mean, it's we're brothers. Yeah. We It was a constant fight, constant feud, but it was like the lovable feud. We, like, I remember my dad would always walk in on me, on us, we were just wrestling. Just he would try to get me in an arm bar. I'd flip around, get him in a headlock, yeah. and I yet to get the chance to win. So yeah, well, you typical were... boys. Yeah, totally. exactly. Typical, absolutely. Yep. All right. So, and we lived on the property for the most of your life. So oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. So that's all. Able... That's all you remember. That's all. I... Right. We moved from the city right. out here. Ryan yeah. was in kindergarten when we moved out here, mm -hmm. so you guys yeah. just lived on some property. We didn't live in town, so that was always fun for them. Um. Okay, so let's move way forward. Way um, forward. Way forward. Um, so I don't even know where you were at when Ryan was diagnosed or when you found out Ryan was diagnosed because mom and dad were kind of in survival mode. So. Sorry, um, are you talking about the first time or the, the first second time, time? The first time he was diagnosed. The first time I believe I was, I think both times I was actually at football practice. At football practice. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ryan was a senior in high school when he got diagnosed for his first time. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I you was were a, a sophomore. sophomore. So I was on JV and I, yeah. yeah, I had practice and you guys went to the doctor's appointment to go get the, the diagnosis. And yeah. It wasn't football season, but you would have had the, yeah, but the, football's the, nonstop. Right. So we go yeah, after school practice going. and yeah, exactly. stuff. Yeah, that's true. That is true because it was April. So that was, um, okay. What were your thoughts when you first got diagnosed? I mean, what were your, your immediate thoughts as like a brother, you know, cause dad and I were just in my immediate thoughts yeah. was, well, at first I didn't know what kind of cancer it was. So I was praying that it wasn't like deadly first off. So that was all cancer is pretty exactly. threatening. Yeah. So it's, it's all, it's all life threatening, but it's to the point where it's like, what's the percentage to right and we really didn't talk like, about that yeah too exactly much. but as soon as like we went we all went to uh, ucla together and we met all the doctors i knew that he was in good hands so that it was you went with us to go see like bucata and, and i went i went one time okay I went one okay. time not the... during his um his biopsy though because no, your dad not and I during were there his biopsy right okay all of this is fuzzy 
for me because I don't remember a lot of I mean, um, always, who was with yeah, us. We always try to block out the worst memories. Right. And so it's, um, yeah, that's for sure. But now when we would go to Ryan's treatments, I know dad and I would try to switch off back and forth, but you were still in school, a lot mm -hmm. of it. So what, what, was you know what was your daily activity when we were gone you know like you would go to school not and grandpa would sometimes take um they would stay with you mainly to cook dinner and make life normal as mm -hmm. as can be um so you know we had a dog so we tried to make things we tried yeah you guys did your best to like make it as normal as possible like but right. i mean when i was home alone it was mainly just try to get all my stuff done which as a teenager, it's very hard because you have a lot of distractions, and I am known for my procrastination. Yes, that's true. Hey, he admits it, everybody. <laughs> I admitted it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of video games. There's a lot of TV. So Right. Yeah, I was just trying to be normal, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lot well, of... Well, it's so surreal yeah. that you're not thinking that it's... Is this really happening that, you know, we have mm -hmm. to, you know, we have to live life like this, you yeah. know, where we're separated mm -hmm. a lot of the time, which is hard because you're still. Well, it's a shelter in place mode. You go yeah. to your happy place, well, yes. you, you know, for Aaron, it was video games. It was, you know, his music. It was his quiet time. That's where, that's where he went. You right. know, we, we all deal with things differently and that's, right. that just happened to be what, right. where, where Aaron went. And that's true. Yeah, that's true. But we did. We tried to make things as normal as, as possible. And then Ryan would come home, you know, every couple of weeks. And as progression, you know, he starts mm -hmm. looking more, you know, loses his well, hair. Well, I mean, we didn't really, he didn't really experience the losing his hair part because one of his last uh, games in high school, we all gathered on the football or on the baseball field and we all yeah. shaved our heads. Mm -hmm. That's right. And you so, were a part of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, shaving party. Yeah. There was... So I was so too, but there wasn't much to oh, cut no. off. Yeah. There was none. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had to use a straight razor for you. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Oh yeah. That was like, how many people do you think were there at that? Oh, 30, 40, maybe. Oh gosh. I, I, th I think hundreds. there was, yeah, there was more than that. There was, there was a lot of people, through. all the people that shaved though. That, that got their heads yeah. shaved. There was probably, yeah, 30 kids that got their heads shaved. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. even know. But there was, there was, but a, there was well over a hundred people there yeah, watching. Yeah. A great outpouring of support. Mm -hmm. Oh Yeah. Definitely, definitely. That was that was crazy. So that was the last time you shaved your head. Yes, I love my hair. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I don't want to sure end up like my dad. Yeah. Hey, bald is beautiful, son. That's oh, right. Oh yeah, that's bald is beautiful, said. but I love my hair. <laughs> don't love it too much because you never know. Um, okay, so then um, we did some bone marrow drives. We did. Um, a couple we but did one this was, this was after his uh this was when he was diagnosed for the second time no no what? he was diagnosed yeah it was what the was? second time it was mm -hmm. the second time oh i'm sorry yes. okay so then um i just remember that there was a lot of of bone marrow um drives there was one here there was mm -hmm. one, one in colorado. colorado yeah and out of the bone marrow drives there has been people that have you know gotten called and been matches for yeah, one, of them, one of them was ryan's really good friend yeah absolutely we're aware of four people okay that that mm -hmm. you know let us know that, that as a result is. of ryan's bone marrow drive they were matches that's pretty in the remarkable it's incredible absolutely yeah. remarkable but um during this whole thing obviously there was nothing in the database for ryan and 
Aaron was at the time. Were you 16 or 17? I can't remember. I want to say I was 17. You were 17. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, and tell us what you, walk us through that. Like, how, what, what did you say to dad and I when, you know, the whole bone marrow Well, situation? and this is, this is his second diagnosis at this yes, point. This so is this second. is the, I forgot le about that. the leukemia diagnosis yes. because, you know, he had come home, he had gone off to school and everything, and then he got sick in Colorado and was diagnosed with the leukemia. So then the bone marrow drives took place and, and everything yeah. else. Yeah. So the whole time I was pretty much like, if any, if Ryan needs anything, I will like, I will put money on it that we are the like we're compatible. So if he needs bone marrow, I'll give him bone marrow. If he needs blood, I'll give him blood. If he needs a kidney, I'll give him a kidney. If he needs half of my liver, I'll give him my liver. Like I was always the first one up. I was always, the one, right. the one who wanted to help, but and and we knew early on the doctors had told us that the likelihood of the brothers being a match twenty five percent, yeah, less less than, less than twenty five percent. That was very like they were confident, yeah, that that, that was, Aaron not, was not a match, mm -hmm. and they yeah. were very much downplaying the whole thing. Like yeah. they're not going to be a match. You only have two kids, and it's just. But not... I knew that I was like, right. I, but they were even looking at your mom and I for partial matches. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. right? Um, because they just knew that he right. wasn't going to be a man. And I think that Dad and I were trying to gear ourselves up too. That you know, it's 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 not going to be a match. We're going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. And even though that's the hardest thing that you ever have to do, but for whatever reason, Aaron was super adamant. And then tell everybody what. Well, happened. and then Ryan knew that too. Ryan knew it too, especially when they came back in mm -hmm. and they said we can't find a match in the system. You know, your your bone marrow drives didn't result in a match. There's no match, you know, worldwide for you. Mm -hmm. And both boys were like, "That's okay. We're we just each we, yeah, match. We, we had that brother, and, I mean, brotherly it, bond that we just both kind of knew. It's like twin telepathy, but we're two years <laughs> apart. <laughs> and they don't look anything alike. No. They do. They look like brothers, but they're not. Um, so anyway, tell everybody what, what happened because we were a match. hundred percent match. Mm -hmm. We yeah. are a hundred percent match. So, so I actually, that was a miracle in and of mm -hmm. itself. Total miracle, total miracle. And it was just, I mean, I think everybody was floored. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the doctors were floored. Nobody I mean, could believe yeah. this was happening. Like, no. It just way. doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. That's what they said. Doesn't happen. But Aaron knew for whatever reason. So that was um that was something to celebrate. We were mm -hmm. very much celebrating that. So there was a lot going through the whole treatment plan. Because originally you were going to have to go into surgery. They were going to have to take yes. it out of your hip. Do you remember that? Yeah, they were uh, <clears throat> planning on giving, like, taking me into full-on surgery. It was not good. They were not going to open me up at all. They were just going to put me on my side yep. and take a big needle. Yep. And uh, drain some of, of my bone marrow out of my hip. And then they ended up not needing it to go that far. Right. So they ended up uh, getting these shots that would boost my white blood cell count. And I would have to take one of those every two weeks. And at this point, it was at the end of uh, my senior year. Right. Uh, for, it was at the end of senior year football. Mm -hmm. So it's I like could Christmas not. Time. Yeah, yeah. I could You're not still in school. Play, yeah. I could not play my last game of, uh, of football because I couldn't get hurt or else it would postpone it even further. That's right. right. That's right. So I had to sit out and i kept getting the shots they were put in the back of my arm kind of by my tricep yep 
And by the end of all these shots, I want to say a normal person's white blood cell count was around. Well, it took eight hours because then you had to go through the, the yeah, bone but, marrow. What they call it? Harvest? They call yeah, it a harvest. harvest. But no, they said that at the a normal person's like white blood cell count was around 4,000. Mine was at like 30. Thousand. Yeah, I remember that. He could have given like three other people bone marrow yes, that day. It, I remember that. It, it worked so well. I remember mm -hmm. that. That was amazing. Yeah. And that was another miracle that, you know, because sometimes they have to do it in two days. And I think you ended up doing it two days. Yes. No, I, I did it be, uh, just to days. be safe. Yeah. Um, the harvest was like two days. So that was just a lot of tell tell everybody what that was like oh to gosh. get harvested for. It was a crazy machine, but tell them how you ended it, up. It was yeah it was crazy looking it, it was it reminded me a lot of like a dialysis machine just in the fact it would take blood out of one arm and then it would filter it to get all the nutrition and stuff that it needed well, the, all, the marrow yeah out. all the marrow and um and and then, like, it, and then it would go through the machine out through another uh another tube and go back into my other arm mm -hmm. that was crazy and, and it took the first day how long did it take it took about four hours i think it was a long day it was yes long. it was a long and, and was you couldn't get up and go to the bathroom yeah. you couldn't mm -hmm. go you had to lay down you couldn't move your arm i could move one arm oh that's what it was but you had to move this was arm. still the better way to go because the bone marrow out of the hip would have been extremely painful well and and it's a surgery more, right mm -hmm. more hospital time yes right. so this was you know all outpatient based mm -hmm. yeah so we literally just went downstairs same hospital that Ryan was in. We just yeah, went we downstairs just had, yeah, we, and went we to went the... downstairs and had to walk like a block and we were there. Yeah. UCLA is a big campus. So. It's huge. So that was, um, well, that was good. Cause we were both there with you and then I, somebody was up with Ryan, but, um, yeah, so that was, um, a process, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a process. So tell us what the shots boosted your white blood cell count, but yes. what was the feeling? I mean, it's like an, ord an ordinary shot, like a flu shot or something like that. Right, but it, it like it's a needle. It hurts when it goes in, but once it's in, you're you're fine. But because you had so many white blood cells, oh, it that's made right. you ache. I forgot that's about right. that. That's right. He's oh, like he would always say, "My would, bones ache. Yes. What's going on?" And I'm like, "That's because of all the white blood cells." Yes, so you, I, would... every, I had to lay down because my bones ached so much that every time I stood up for a long period of time, I would get back spasms and just it would yeah. hurt so bad i remember that because um yeah that's crazy because um and that's what they say is when you're doing this bone marrow this particular way it's um well because the shots are making your body produce extra cells mm -hmm. so right. that's because that's what they're harvesting so right. your body's in overdrive because the shots are yes. telling your body we need this we need this right. we need this and so it's causing all of your big like your femur you know all of your big bones to ache to ache yeah that was intense i remember that because mm -hmm. you know we ryan, were... ryan was sitting there like i go through this all the time and i'm like i know you do but this is a first for me yeah exactly i'll never forget he's like okay aaron you go get me some good blood now <laughs> like, go figure he always trying to spin the positive and the funny mm -hmm. the humor uh on it so that was he good. always liked to try to make those jokes though yeah he did he did mm -hmm. so anyway okay so let's get into um a little bit of when your brother went okay let's go into a little bit of the um you had to be on um what is it called when you don't go to school you 
our independent study. Yes. Sorry, I had a brain fade. Um, so he was going to school, but he was on independent study. Right, he was going to school. Mm-hmm. That's right, but he had to do some independent study. But and you were doing that to because of the bone marrow, right? And then no, you went no. back to school. I went on independent study when Ryan went to ICU because we left for three, okay. four months. So Ryan went into ICU on mm-hmm. um, December well, 19th. But I think we have to let everybody know that the bone marrow was a success. The mm-hmm. bone marrow transplant was a success. Absolutely he successful. Got a, he got a 100%. New, new birthday, as they call it, the whole nine yards. And went through that whole process. And then the week before we were supposed to come home, he, his liver started to fail and he went into ICU mm-hmm. on January 19th. What happened on January 19th? Our house caught fire. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, with do, you. Yeah, in yes. W- while I was home. By himself. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So is this during the day? Tell us the whole story. Okay. So. It was a normal day. Let's start this up real soon. Yes, no, let's go. Um, so it was a normal day and just go home, get get all my stuff done, do a little get bit of video games, watch a little bit of TV. Then I go lay in bed. And luckily my girlfriend at the time gave me a TV so that I could finally play video games and watch TV in my room against my dad's orders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... Uh, luckily that TV, when it's off, it has a light on it. So I fell asleep and I took big, deep breath. Like you normally would while you sleep, like yawning, but Mm -hmm. it just tasted weird and it woke me up, but I woke up and I saw the light off the TV and you know, when it's smoky or foggy, you Mm -hmm. can see the light particles. Mm -hmm. So I saw that and I knew something was off. So I turned on my lamp and my room is full of smoke. And then I go out into the. Um, but you sleep with headphones in, so you no, didn't hear. You didn't hear the smoke detector. No, I don't. Off. I don't sleep. It just didn't register yet. Oh. So I walk out into the uh, into the hallway, and then I start hearing the smoke alarms, and I step into water, and I was like, "Okay, what's going on?" And I walk into your guys's room, completely oblivious. Like I just woke up, and I'm like, "Hello, is anyone in there? Like, what's going on?" And I turn the corner and it, and my, my heart dropped and I go run in the garage where our one and only fire extinguisher was. And I run back in spray where the fire happened, where the flames were quote unquote. And I run back out, get in my truck and drive over to my Nana's house, call her, uh, wake them up, tell them to call the police and uh, get some fire, fire, firefighters here. And then I go drive back to our house and spray it some more. And by that time, the firefighters are already there. And yeah, and just they figured out that a uh, lithium ion blew up and it caught and it sparked the carpet and it just it was a domino effect. Yes. Exactly. So what it was was a light that would you would plug into the wall mm-hmm. and it was it was charging. It was while an it emergency was- light. Right, yes. and then when the electricity goes out, you'd pull it that out, and it and became a flashlight. Became a flashlight. And so it blew up. It blew up. That's what mm-hmm. happened, and it was one thirty in the n- middle of the night. Yes, started mm-hmm. a couch on fire, and mm-hmm. just right. started in our master bedroom, and yeah. basically 
it destroyed everything. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole house was smoke and water damage. Mm -hmm. But the whole reason that Aaron was able to distinguish it was a fire is because it went through the heater ducts. And so when it went through the heater ducts is when it really damaged a lot of things and also, but it was mm -hmm. allowing you to get out as well because, um, mm -hmm. yeah, because there was a lot of, um, a lot going on. There's a night. lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. A lot yeah. of smoke to the point where you can barely see like a few feet in front of you. And Papa came over and helped the firefighters yeah. or turn off the water or whatever they yes. they did. Yeah. So, um, and on our side, we were both. Um, I mean, I called you guys like three or four times. Oh, you, you, you did, but we were. You guys didn't have your phone on you because. Well, no, we had our things. phone, but yeah. we were in between trying to get sleep because Ryan was going up and down mm -hmm. and, you know, heading into ICU. And so we were with him and. You were trying and, to sleep. And, I was trying to take care of Ryan and I finally got a minute to um, take my phone because yeah. you called me right. first. And I think, and I, think we I remember you work. saying like you had like 16 missed calls from me. Yes, I think I had several. 16 sounds about right. And I said, mm -hmm. what's going on? And that's when he said, our house caught on fire. And I was at the point, again, survival. Just, are you okay? Yes, okay. I'll talk to you about this later. And then your dad ends up waking up. And he was freaking out. Why is Aaron calling me at 1.30 in the morning? And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's okay. He's like, it's not okay. Why is he calling at 1.30 in the morning? And I'm like, our house caught fire. He's like, what? And so and everything just went. It was a domino effect. It was so ugly. Mm -hmm. It was so horrific. But anyway, um, I remember super I, thankful that everything yeah. was okay with you. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was kind of the only thing. That we were and, and our pets were not home they were they were at a friend's house they were at a friend's house you yeah. were the only one home at the time and and you know thank god that you woke up and yeah and you know I yeah there's just so many things it could have been, been a lot worse could have been a lot worse yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but i remember i skipped that day of school just well from that point on from that yeah, point from on he didn't go back to he school. didn't go back yeah. to school that's so. when i started going on academic pro or probation academic um it was like start a homeschool pretty much. Yeah. It was the, um, what, what did I just call it? How come I can't remember independent, that? Independent, independent studies. Study, thank you. So that's what he ended up doing while he was at the mm -hmm. hospital. But you, you know, everybody no, has to so, realize that yeah, there was invited, no home. Yeah. I invited my friend over that, that night just to like hang out, just like tell him what happened and just try to relax. And then at, I think it was at like eight Oh five. If I remember correctly, I get got the call and you, Nana and Papa were like, or, you two were like you, you Nana and Papa need to drive up to LA now, and Ryan just got admitted into the ICU. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that the was, same day. Yeah, that was. I don't even know. My whole memory is. Oh, I. Yeah. Remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> it it was just so blurred on time and everything. So it was um. So. I don't even know. I mean, when we lost your brother, I know how I felt as a dad and I know how mom felt as a mom, but how did Aaron feel as a brother? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, uh, I felt like I should I needed more time. Like everyone else feels like that when 
when it comes time. Like, I wish I had five more minutes. Like, what would I give up for a minute just to hang out with him again? But, I mean, it's, I'm just happy that I got the time with him that I had. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, uh, you did something special because both boys were into FFA and 4-H and, and stuff. And We're going to um, end on this one, I think. <laughs> I can't think anymore. <laughs> You got this, babe. You got this. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And this so, was by far like the, it was so much fun just because me and Ryan both did FFA, which if you guys don't know, tell the listeners, it's uh, Future Farmers of America. It's 4-H. You raise animals and you sell them at the uh, fairs. And for my last year, I decided that I would raise money for 17 Strong. Cause I knew that's what Ryan would have wanted to do. So I raised a, I don't even remember. It was like 250 pound pig for fair. I placed, I want to say second market. I don't yeah. remember. I, I don't remember yeah, everything. I don't remember but I remember the, the, the community rallied around yes. what you were doing. And, um, and this was all Aaron's idea. This is this all, was all your idea. Mm-hmm. It was not, we had no idea at the, like, again, we were in survival mode and Aaron said, no, this is my last opportunity to do a pig. I really want to do this. And, and you really took the bull by the horns on this one and just said, this is what I want to do. And so, um, and it was kind of a different experience because you had your pig at the fair excuse me you had the pig at the at the um, school farm which has never happened before so it was kind of um nice because aaron if you had a problem you could ask somebody to help you or when it's at your house yeah we knew that we were going to be gone because we just we're spending so much time in la exactly so at that point i was like hey like i need to keep my pig at the farm just because I'm going to be gone and I need someone to take care of it just so that I can resume when, when fair time comes. Yep. And luckily I had a, a group of friends that helped me out and they, they did an amazing job for me. They did. They did a great Mm -hmm. job. Anytime you asked, they would feed the pig. So it was really a group project, but it was super, it was all Aaron's idea. Mm -hmm. And, um, we got to fair, um, something extremely hard to do Mm -hmm. after, you know, this was these were memories that we had and that we did together and um and it was it was incredible because when you had mentioned to the auctioneer what you were doing and we personally know the auctioneer right who's a very very good person very good friend of ours the entire room Mm -hmm. stood up on their feet gave you a standing ovation i'm getting um, flashbacks from this and i was crying in the ring and we all were yeah we were all crying it was amazing it was truly amazing in the community support and do you remember how much dollars per pound you got i know it was in the triple digits i thought i think it was a hundred and fifty dollars a pound i don't remember the exact number it's i don't remember the number either it was a good fat check it was amazing 17 strong got to do a lot with that. So yeah, that no, was, I think, I think I did the math and I donated $40,000. It might've been about 30 Yeah, because of all I the, remember. I don't remember all the fees and stuff yeah, that go along with it, is, but, but that it was, was an incredible gesture of love uh, of your brother and 
what we're doing with 17 strong on your behalf. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that, that is, it was just incredible. And, and to everyone out there that participated in the purchasing of that animal, you know, we can't thank you enough, yeah. but that was, I know, I know you wrote a lot of thank you letters. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a lot of buyers. Yes. I think they all yeah. came together and there was a lot of buyers on that one. I yes. know. So that was amazing that we were able to do that. And you, you really, you really did it. So, that was amazing. So, anyway, is there anything you'd like to add? I am available anytime. <laughs> I do live in Colorado, but <laughs> I will fly back home to do another podcast episode if that's what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast, so. he wants to be the voice actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. But hey, anyway, if, any, if anyone likes my voice, I can do movies. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Anything else you do want to add? No. No, you're good. Do you have a favorite memory that you want to share with your brother? Oh, there's so many that I couldn't even pick one out. Yeah. I was yeah. going to try to, um, they had some funny memories, but. Um, well, can you think of one? Oh, God. They have all kinds of funny stories, but we can save that for his next podcast when he's back from Colorado because That's you right. are going to school. You picked up and went to Colorado Mesa University mm -hmm. where. Uh, Ryan was a student and Aaron now lives in Colorado and goes okay. to school there. Yeah. And, and he's doing great. Doing so that's great. Good. He's in the welding program, continuing, uh, you know, his brother loved Colorado and Aaron loves Colorado and they're, it's just, you know, a, a, a kindred time for them. Right. You know, yep. nope. in spirit to be uh, there together. So, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. But Aaron's been home with us now for the last couple months because of the COVID nineteen. Yes. And um, but, but eager to get back. Eager oh, to get back, so and, and back. school will be opening in Colorado in in August. Yeah, in so, less than a month or about yeah. a month. So yeah. he gets to so. go move back. It's always different when you move out of mom and dad's house and then you come back you're like oh man yeah. gotta do this but you but. guys always said i was the one to take care of myself yeah i was always yep. the one to he make is. food ryan was where's the ramen at yeah <laughs> Where, where's the nearest drive-through yeah, <laughs> yeah so. but that's good you've done awesome so that's well good. son thank you for being here thank, thank you, you for opening yeah. up with us and uh, with that we'll wrap up another 17 strong podcast uh thanks to our producer nate hand with uh, what is it nate clay jar media productions <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of our sponsors we thank you for your support and remember attitude is everything you've been listening to 17 strong victories don't come by accident to be part of the show make a donation or request more information go to 17strong.org that's s-e-v-e-n-t-e-e-n strong.org -E 